Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to have another look at some of the matches that took place in game week 11 so far. Now this Saturday we were back to the usual uh, cadence of games. Last week we had maybe about four games on the Saturday and about six on the Sunday. It was very weird, very topsy-turvy way around. But we were back to having a busy Saturday this time around uh, with five games at three o'clock, the usual 12.30 and a half past five game as well. And there was plenty of FPL drama, especially uh, in those 3 p.m. slots. So um, yeah, with there being lots of games, we're not going to have a look at every single match in excruciating detail. We're going to cherry pick a few of the uh, key encounters uh, with some key FPL assets in and see what lessons we can learn. Now, we obviously have to start at the Etihad Stadium where Manchester City beat Bournemouth 6-1 because of course it was the home of much FPL drama uh, for many reasons uh, really. Haaland of course was uh, the most captain player going into the game week uh, winner of most of the captain polls out there and in a way everybody was right sort of to go with that kind of call because Manchester City did in fact destroy Bournemouth in exactly the fashion we were expecting however it was of course a blank for Haaland now there's two um, components to this that we're obviously going to have to talk about and I'm sure you guys are probably wondering because his ownership is still very high I'm sure most of you still have uh, the Norwegian uh, we firstly want to talk about why he wasn't able to get any points in the first half and then we also need to talk about um, why he was substituted at the interval and I think we should actually probably start there because um, we already have some quotes from Guardiola that perhaps hint at some kind of injury uh, and of course when someone who's worth 14 million in FPL picks up an injury um, you're always going to be listening because if it's going to be out for a while then he's the sort of guy you're going to want to sell to try and uh, spread the cash elsewhere so yeah we've got a, f- a few quotes uh, from from Guardiola he obviously spoke to a number of different publications after the game so we've actually collated uh, kind of what he said to a lot of them um, the more information we've got the easier it might be to decipher what the current situation is. So uh, one of the quotes that he gave after full-time Guardiola of Haaland, he said he has a twist. I didn't speak with the doctors yet. Hopefully will not be. Uh, We'll see in the next days how it develops. It's his ankle. Um, I don't know if he will play on Tuesday. Uh, That's against young boys, of course, in the Champions League. Uh, I don't know yet, but hopefully. Um, Then in another one, he said it's a twist a little bit on the ankle. Hopefully it's not a big issue. We'll see in the next hours, next days, how he recovers. 
Um, and then he also spoke to Match of the Day as well. Um, which some of you, if you uh, live in the UK, may have already watched. But yeah, this is what he said to Gary Lineker on Match of the Day. He has some twist in the ankle. He didn't feel comfortable. We didn't take risks. Hopefully next Tuesday or maybe next Sunday against Chelsea. So that's the current state of play. I mean, the thing with ankles, especially with twists sometimes, is um, it can be a little bit of swelling. And swelling, uh, I, I mean, I'm no expert, but from my experience in dealing with some of these sorts of quotes, whenever there's some kind of swelling from any kind of injury, you have to usually wait for that swelling to subside before you can really get an accurate idea of of how much damage there's been, how long the player's going to be out. So I think we are going to have to wait until that next press conference, which will probably be on Monday, um, ahead of Manchester City's Champions League encounter on the Tuesday. Uh, That's probably when we're next going to get uh, some information there. Um, At the moment, he seems relatively positive. um, And, you know, Man City do have some really nice fixtures still uh, in the next few weeks. But certainly, uh, if there's any indication that he's out for a little while, then that could um, trigger um, some transfers. Now, the thing is, some people had already got rid of the guy anyway, because his form of late hadn't been amazing. Of course, we got that double figure haul against Man United, which did obviously lead to basically everybody, every man and his dog captaining him against Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, no uh, attacking returns at all. Now, why why was that the case? Um, well, unfortunately, um, it seems to be um, a little bit of bad luck in many ways because he did actually hit the post. So I think um, bearing in mind um, the recent discussion around the player, I don't think we have to be too concerned about the performance we got on Saturday. Uh, it can sometimes happen. I mean, um, it happened to me <laughs> last week with the Arsenal game against Sheffield United, a captain Saka in that game. Arsenal did, in fact, trounce Sheffield United uh, 5-0, I think it was, and Saka just got an assist. Sometimes it can happen. We saw Salah um, not get involved in any goals in the 9-0 against Bournemouth, famously, a couple of years ago. So sometimes it just can happen. And the thing is, it wasn't really for lack of trying on Haaland's part either. He had three shots in the game. All of them were in the box. Admittedly, none of them, none of them were big, and technically none of them were on target because the woodwork does not count as being on target. But certainly, um, in terms of his persistence, uh, that's him back to you know, a better sort of... Um, goal threat output statistical level than we saw during that spell when Rodri wasn't in the team so as long as Haaland's fit I'm not too worried about um, him long term but of course we also have to talk about Julian Alvarez as well because he also managed to um, swerve some points as well um, and with him it's a little bit more discouraging and it's uh, and it's possible that we might be at the stage where we're seeing Alvarez's numbers start to um, depreciate in some way, which which could trigger some sales. So um, he didn't have any shots in the box uh, in uh, the, in the six one win over Bournemouth, and so that means he's only had four in the box in total in the last seven game weeks, which is actually not uh, a lot. Uh, however, he's still um, producing a lot of assist potential. Um, so um, he's still taking corners. Uh, he's taken 22 of them in the last two game weeks alone. Um, and as I said, the, the Haaland uh, shot that hit the uh, woodwork was from an Alvarez cross. So actually, you know, it's sort of bad luck in many ways for Haaland and Alvarez owners because that would, of course, been an assist for the Argentinian. It was a De Bruyne-esque cross as well. So he, he really does have a lot of assist potential and it's... um. Yeah, it's just how much you're um, willing to, to pay for that, really, if the goal threat has sort of uh, fallen by the wayside a little bit. But of course, the big name from this game is Jeremy Doku, who was involved in five goals. He got 22 points, which is the second highest game week score of the season so far. And yeah, one goal and uh, yeah, four assists. Um, and if you enjoy your Peep Show references, go and have a read of uh, Neil's article on the uh, on the website. Um, his headline for this particular section is insane, shall we say. Four assists, Jeremy. It, absolutely crazy. 
Now, the thing with this is, is that um, we obviously always like to temper expectations a little bit. We don't want to ever, you know, uh, stop people having fun with their transfers because, of course, someone getting this many points uh, is always going to um, put their name up in lights. But, yeah, it is worth considering uh, the fact that, you know, he's coming for Jack Grealish, who hasn't actually had a bad season. He's been a bit of a mainstay for Man City for, for, this, for this year, actually for some time. And so we... We kind of feel like it's going to be difficult to know exactly if he's going to start every week. I mean, he has started a lot of games recently, Doku. But um, the other thing also is that his expected goal involvement for this game, let's remember he was involved in five goals, was just 0.50. And so uh, effectively, he's overperformed against his XGI by 4.5. I don't think I've ever seen a game where someone's overperformed it by... Uh, by that much so you know it's it's possible that it was just a good day at the office for him um it's possible that he's a world-class player which you know he may well be because he plays for man city um you know the the, the assists for bernardo's two goals especially were, were really incredible um so yeah there's just a couple of things to bear in mind um you know we, we're kind of expecting to see a lot of transfers towards him uh, he's already actually been bought by a hundred thousand managers since uh, saturday which is uh yeah makes him the, the most popular purchase ahead of game week 12 and we all know what happens to the most signed player of a game week usually blanks next time out doesn't he so um yeah certainly from from my perspective i'm going to be waiting and seeing um yeah I'd, I'd much rather invest in him perhaps later in the campaign the next four matches aren't actually great for man city uh we've got chelsea away liverpool at home spurs at home and aston villa for them away um villa pretty good at villa park so they're they're trickier games uh they're against bigger teams and guardiola famously likes to have control players on the flanks in those kind of high profile matches like you know players like bernardo silva for example um in that role um so, yeah, he could very much almost be like a Mares, maybe, um, you know, a sort of player who does really, really well in the games where the Man City are facing someone um, of sufficiently lower quality that he can just completely ruin them. But then when it comes to those bigger games, um, yeah, he prefers someone who brings a bit more control. So we're speculating there, of course, we, we do need to wait and see. The thing for Man City fixtures is that from game week 16 onwards, and actually either side of that blank in game week 18, they're actually really nice fixtures. And so... Getting your Man City contingent right is a good idea. Um, and so, yeah, let's bide our time and let's wait and see. Because based on recent form, you know, maybe Doku's going to be in. Alvarez is going to be out for a lot of fantasy managers. Um, but certainly I wouldn't want to base it entirely just on one home game against a quite a poor Bournemouth side. So, yeah, they're the key uh, takeaways from Man City um, in their 6-1 win against Bournemouth. Now, the main thing that we're going to take out of the Arsenal defeat to Newcastle, rather than, uh, you know, uh, go around the houses talking about whether or not the ball was in or out of play, that's not really our place <laughs> to talk about. Um, the, the main thing, to be honest, is uh, some interesting uh, developments in the Newcastle defence. And this is less about stats, because I think m- my general view on this particular game is that the stats are very difficult to read into um, future decisions, because Arsenal versus Newcastle was always going to be a low-scoring match. The two teams are very good defences. It was a low-scoring match in the end only one goal separated the teams that some people think shouldn't have stood so um, rather than lean into that um, it's probably a good idea to to have a look at the Newcastle defence in even more detail because those of you who are perhaps still looking for a Botman uh, figure in your squad we may have one um, presented to us on a silver plate 
in Jamal Lascelles. Um, four million. Uh, he has now started uh, basically every game the Botman's not been there. And uh, there's actually now also an injury to Dan Byrne, which means that the um, options to come into the team in his place are actually dwindling. Um, now, of course, you could turn around and say maybe that limits uh, their ability to keep clean sheets. Well, not really, because they've just kept one against Arsenal, who have been one of the uh, best attacks so far this season. So they still um, you know, know how to do that. And so um, Eddie Howe seems very uh, happy with Jamal Lascelles as well. He says Jamal has been very, very good since he stepped into the team today. I thought he was giant for us, aerially very good, defending crosses, defending set plays. I think he's used to the ball uh, as well. We were confident that if he got into the team, he'd grow into that position and do well. So yeah, very happy with him so far. And yeah, there's 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 definitely fixtures on the horizon where you would want a Newcastle defender. And the, the thing is, it's not every game. And this is why having someone priced that at that level is really useful because you've got Bournemouth uh, away next uh, then you've got Chelsea and Man United both at home which to be fair they could keep sheets in those games because those teams have been pretty poor in front of goal but you know it, it would feel nervy to start your Newcastle defender for those then you've got Everton away game week 15 Fulham at home 17 Luton away game week 18 but you know either side of Spurs trip in game week 16 so a rotatable Newcastle defender is, is quite appealing whilst Trippier obviously also looks good you can't really rotate because it's just a bit too expensive so yeah that's quite useful but also the injury to Dan Byrne not only uh, removes another potential centre-back starter from the team for um, Lascelles it actually potentially um, brings uh, the spotlight to uh, Liveramento or Hall uh, both 4.3 million uh, who um, could come into the side um, on the right hand side of defence because when uh, Byrne came off a half time Trippier moved to left back we've seen him do that for Atletico Madrid we've seen him do it for England as well um, so that could be depending on how long Dan uh, Byrne is out for uh, could also have Livermento and, and Hall uh, involved as well so a 4.3 million wing back for Newcastle could be even more exciting. So just the update on um, Dan Byrne then uh, from Eddie Howe. Dan jumps for the ball, lands on his back and is in a lot of pain at the moment. So that looks worrying for us. Uh, he landed on his back going up for a header and he has back pain. I think he's potentially worried about it. We'll wait and see, but I don't think it's as normal as when you wake up on the next day and it's gone. I'm not sure. It could be more serious than that. We have to always say, never trust Eddie Howe with his um, team news updates. Uh, he's been famously um, slippery with it uh, in recent weeks. So yeah, do keep an eye on that one. Uh, I think Lascelles is, is pretty much nailed now uh, for million that's great and yeah let's just see how down how down burn is getting on if he is out for some time then yeah livermento or lewis hall could be worth considering as well so we'll bring it back to London now with Brentford's 3-2 win over West Ham. And the first person I want to talk about is actually Neil Mope, who has now got attacking returns in each of his last three games for Brentford. Uh, two of those were starts. One of them was a substitute appearance uh, against Chelsea. Um, two assists, one goal. Uh, it's really interesting uh, seeing yeah him, him, him back in action and actually delivering points. We're sort of very used to him being a, um, someone who perennially um, under-delivers. But yeah, um, three attacking returns in his last three, and uh, his stats from this particular game were also quite good. So three shots in the uh, three shots, all of them in the box, one big chance and one on target. And no Brentford player in this match finished with a higher expected goal involvement than Mope. Now Umbermo also did very well. Uh, he um, is is yeah persistently shooting, should we say? Uh, in this particular game, only one shot was in the box, but he had four in total, one big chance, one on target. Um, it's still in the same sort of vein we saw in the last two matches. Uh, I still regret selling him. He got an assist in this one, of course. But 
But um, yeah, those of you who sold him perhaps more um, further ago than me uh, and had been looking uh, about getting him back in, I think he's he's very much deserving of reinvestment. I've got him on my radar for game week 14 when Brentford play Luton. I'm quite happy with my midfield. I think it's fairly settled until then. But I mean, the signs are all there that, um, yeah, he's he's in a good place. The only problem, of course, is you've got Liverpool away next, Arsenal at home after that. So it does seem like game week 14 is going to be the time to bring him in. Um, but just in that comparison with uh, Mope, um, Mope obviously outperforming him in this game, uh, Mope's 4.9 million. So if you uh, are looking for a cheap third striker and actually have a little bit of extra money uh, to spend, well, I mean, Mope, you couldn't exactly... Um, go too badly there at the moment at the moment I'm sure many of you are probably burned from having him uh, as a Brighton player in the past but yeah it's just nice to see that he seems to be getting back into his groove and at 4.9 million could uh, provide uh, quite a bit of value and finally just a quick word on the Crystal Palace defence that continues to uh, deliver now you might turn around and say hmm why is David uh, thinking it's uh, noteworthy the Crystal Palace defence kept a clean sheet against Burnley they haven't exactly been uh, doing very well in front of goal recently well the reason why I mention it is because um Burnley actually tried very, very hard in this game um, and had an unbelievable number of shots. So they had 17 shots, uh, 15 in the box, compared to Crystal Palace having just four efforts on goal, three of them in the box. Um, And, yeah, it was really the volume of attempts on goal that um, makes it impressive that Crystal Palace kept that clean sheet. Um, The uh, no Crystal Palace player had more than one effort on goal in the game. Uh, And, uh, yeah, we just had Anderson, Ayu, Mitchell and Schlupp were the four players for Palace actually had an effort on goal. Um, we had about eight Burnley players all having like more shots than the, than the Crystal Palace one. Curly Osho was uh, the most persistent, I think, four efforts on goal. Goodmanson Rodriguez each had three in the box each, for example. Shots flying left, right and centre. But because of uh, Sam Johnston, got five saves in this game, so came away with some bonus as well. Um, they kept that clean sheet. And so they've shown that even when they're faced with like an unbelievable number of shots, because they've actually largely been keeping shots down Crystal Palace of late, even when they're faced with quite a large number of shots, they uh, and, and even in the box as well, because most of them, that's where they took place, still managed to keep a clean sheet. And of course, uh, in the coming weeks, we've got Everton at home, Luton away. Everton, uh, their XGI against uh, Brighton was, was was not great. Uh, it's 0.71 in that. Um, yeah, they, they, yeah, they didn't necessarily play poorly but they didn't exactly uh, trouble uh, Brighton too often should we say so um, yeah the next fixture especially looks good for Crystal Palace so if you're not already invested in a Crystal Palace defender I think you should consider it there's a number of different options you can think about uh, Johnson obviously demonstrating with his saves there that he can get the bonus uh, Anderson has been very good for getting some attacking returns this year and does very good for bonus he actually got booked yesterday so only five points for him and the headline story really was Tyrick Mitchell who got that late goal uh, from left wing back so yeah some definite options in there if you haven't already got a Crystal Palace defender and I would continue to encourage people to invest in the Eagles defence so that's everything uh, from us uh, today as I said there, there was lots of games yesterday uh, and so if you've not had a chance to uh, check out in the members area uh, all the breakdown uh, of everything um, then do uh, go and go and check out the membership or if you don't have a membership then go and sign up you can save 20% at the moment uh, on the current prices so yeah do consider that hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, don't forget to uh, yeah um, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel which I am going to plug here even though this is not on YouTube if you're listening to this you probably already subscribed to us on a podcast platform but it's always nice just to um, yeah be able to reach you on other platforms as well so uh, yeah go and like and subscribe over on youtube uh yeah if you feel in a charitable mood on sunday uh but yes we will uh, have plenty more content uh, throughout the week we've got fpl winners with johnny and ali uh, on sunday evening and of course on monday we'll have scoutcast burning questions goals imminent and general orders on tuesday as we prepare for game week 12 and with that i shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your weekend and i shall see you next time goodbye 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.